Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Mr. Charles Boda. Hey. Ms. Rhino Clavin. Hello. Mr. Steve Porter. Hello. And off-camera, where he belongs, our producer, Craig Williams, back in the nook. So last week, we talked about uh, the restaurants at Walt Disney World that we thought were the most overrated. So it's only fair that this week we talk about the ones we think are underrated. These are restaurants you're not going to and probably should be. Now, uh, the way we did this, um, I asked everybody. uh, Oh, actually, before I get into that, uh, I just want to mention... Before people start asking, where's Sean? Um, Sean is still with us. Sean's still with the company. Um, but uh, Sean is actually in the process of training to be an agent with Dreams Unlimited Travel. So we've kind of moved some of his responsibilities around. So for the time being, while he's doing that, he's not going to be on these shows. He will be coming back. Uh, you'll see him in some vlogs, and he's writing some articles for the site. But we had to move his schedule around to accommodate uh, becoming a dreams agent. So congratulations to Sean. And I just didn't want people thinking that he dropped off the face of the earth. But anyway, the way we're working this is uh, each of us picked a restaurant we felt was underrated. And then we also each have a pick for honorable mention. So um, let's start with uh, Rhino. You picked for your most underrated restaurant, Tangerine Cafe over at Epcot. And- yeah. Uh, world showcase and Morocco, correct? Mm-hmm. And why is that? Um, I just I find that I really enjoy the food there. Like it's um, your standard kind of like Mediterranean fare. So there's a lot. And of- this is a counter service. Yes, restaurant. yeah, yeah. And it's never. It can get busy, but not like busy, busy. You know, you might have to wait for like two or three people or something like that. But there's usually tables over there to relax in. Um, you can you can find shaded areas over there. I like the food because you get it's uh, anytime there's some hummus in the area, I am on board. And there's usually like that and um, couscous. You know, it, it feels like the food is very filling, but it also doesn't weigh me down during the day during the park either. And I feel like for what you're paying there, you get um, a lot for a reasonable price. Like it's on the less expensive side of uh, dining in the park, I think, in that park especially, maybe. And do you think it's underrated because uh, I mean people don't know about it, or do you think people are just kind of turned off by the fact that it's more exotic? Yeah, I, I find that a Mediterranean food, very like specifically, at least the people in my life, is always very hit or miss. Like mm-hmm. I think some people really like it or people are just like no there's nothing for them there um and i am usually kind of like in the middle with that like i i do like it it is um you know it's kind of on the healthier side of food i don't always like the pairing of flavors because i'm not a big olive uh person um but i i think that's that's part of it but i think that because it's at disney they really find food in there that can kind of stick that middle ground there's nothing too extreme with flavors you know it's not like you're in the sit-down restaurant in the marrakesh or um spice table spice road table. Spice, spice road yeah but it's so the it's because it's quick service i feel like it's a little more a little more like the standard fare you'd find like 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 a gyro 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 gyros gyro. i don't know what you call them but you know the pita wraps with the lamb yeah and the whatnot <laughs> and the whatnot all right. Now, Charles, your, your pick for most underrated was also kind of similar to Rhino's. You picked Harambe Market over in Animal Kingdom. I did. And why uh, is that? Well, it's my uh, one of my favorite quick service on property. And 
I think, you know, I, I've never heard anybody outright say it's bad or anything like that, but I don't think it gets the kind of press. You know, like anything associated with Animal Kingdom traditionally has decent dining. So there are a lot of other uh, quick service options and table service options that people talk about. But as far as just like a basic quick service, uh, Harambe Market, it's um, the flavor's great. The portions are really great. And, you know, Animal Kingdom gets all of this, like, warranted or unwarranted press for being hotter than the other parks. I think it might have something to do with the humidity there, too. But, you know, it seems to feel a little hotter and everything. So managing to have a quick service that can satisfy you but not weigh you down, not give you the meat sweats or, like, just load you full of mac and cheese before you're wandering around. But um, they've got, you know, a chicken tikka masala, I think. They've got, you know, um, uh, corn dog, sausage kind of thing. And all of this stuff, it's not heavy. The portions are good. I've only had good experiences eating there. And, you know, with the mobile ordering and stuff, too, it's even easier now. Yeah. You don't have to wait in the entire queue there. You can just sit off to the side, find yourself a table, go grab something, eat in the shade. And it's it's a great quick service. It's probably one of my favorite places, but you don't hear people talking a, a lot about it. And I think it's because Animal Kingdom has so many different places to eat and places to go. But, you know, I, it's great. I'm, I'm, I always enjoy it. I, I just want to stress something on Char what Charles said with the mobile order. Uh, that is very important, I think, to use at Harambe because during lunch, the lines can get very, very long and and they take a long time. So it's really important to use that if you're considering Harambe. Don't you think just in general, utilize? and for those not familiar, mobile ordering is an option through the uh, My Disney Experience app at certain restaurant locations. Not all of them have it, but it allows you to go ahead and place your order in advance and then go and pick it up so you're not waiting in the lines. It's kind of like fast pass for your food. Um, don't you think mobile ordering is a good idea regardless? Yeah, I mean... Is there any place you think that mobile ordering doesn't make sense? Um, I don't know. I think it's especially true in certain areas. I mean, there are lines at Harbor House that can get a little long, but I would wait in that line. Casey's Corner is like an anxiety attack just waiting to happen. So I there always I wait there because yeah. I walk in and I'm like, this is my worst nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In some, you know, it's nice anywhere, but in some, it's almost necessary if you want to avoid that packed crowd thing and mm -hmm. i generally don't like those kind of innovations and i don't like the my disney experience app so i didn't expect mobile ordering to go off as well as it did but using it at harambe market um last time we were there yeah it completely it completely changed it the queue i mean you're basically waiting in the same area i didn't even mobile order till i was there you can do it on your way yeah. but we waited till we found a table but still being able to just sit there glance and not worry about facing back and forth is nice so i was gonna say yeah, that's right. I'm on camera. I'm just out of focus. <laughs> I would say with mobile ordering, just wait till you get there. See if the mobile ordering line is longer than the regular line. Mm -hmm. Because there's been times now where I've seen the mobile ordering being way longer. So Really? Yes. And especially the last time we were at Casey's, actually, we were just there last yeah. week. Mobile ordering was longer than the regular lines. So just pay attention to that. You can get it to be made immediately. So if you see that it's longer maybe just wait in that line but if you see no one's at mobile ordering then pop out real quick order your food go pick it up right away they don't even start making the food until you're in the vicinity of the restaurant anyway so it's mm -hmm. not like oh well then what's the time saver because it, it just it, that's their way to make sure it's hot when you get there yeah all right steve you had uh you your, your pick was uh a restaurant near and dear to my heart trails end uh 
Cafe or Trail, Trails End restaurant at uh, Fort Wilderness. Yeah, so I picked Trails End because I think uh, Hoopty Doo, uh, rightfully so, gets a lot of hype and it deserves that hype. But uh, but Hoopty Doo is a dinner show. It is a dinner show and it serves <laughs> the same food that Trails End offers. Um, but it, Trails End kind of gets overshadowed um, sometimes by Hoopty Doo because there's so much hubbub about how great Hoopty Doo is. So I think if you like the food at Hoopty Doo, but you don't want to spend 60 or $70, depending on where you're sitting at Hoopty Doo, you can spend, I think it's 35 per, per person um, at Trails End. And for people like Charles, me and Charles were talking about this. Charles is someone that doesn't like to have people doing a show and interacting with him. And he could go there and be able to enjoy the food and not have to worry about people calling them up on stage. Understatement. <laughs> the biggest understatement possible. Yeah, no, that is horrendous. That's terrifying for me. Um, and, uh, the, you know, there is a thing even for people who, who maybe aren't as anxious as I am, but don't want to sit through a dinner show that day. Some people who just want to eat. I liked the food at Hoopty Doo. It was great. Um, and eating that buffet style is great especially for like almost half the price or somewhere mm-hmm. in the, the price point so different but you know uh, there are plenty of people who aren't going to want to do the dinner show but still want that style of food the fried chicken the cornbread mm-hmm. everything like that so it, i've never been there and i think it's underrated because i would, would choose <laughs> i would choose to go there easily if anybody asked me to go back so it's still a, just a great option too if you don't want to eat in the magic kingdom and you want Absolutely. a little short break you can pop over there, and it's a great meal. And, you know, popping over there really is just a matter of, you know, walking out of the Magic Kingdom, hopping on. There's a, a, a boat. boat that goes right to Fort Wilderness, That's and right. it's, you know, a three-second walk from the marina over to, to Trails End. And it is uh, not only is the food really good, but I'm pretty sure it's the least expensive dinner buffet you're going to find on Disney property. It's, a, it's also a time limit thing. I love Hoopty Doo. I love the food, but because you are you're working on the show schedule, you don't get that time to sit back and actually enjoy your meal. You get rushed from starting with the salad and the cornbread straight onto the fried chicken and all the sides, and before you know it, they're throwing the dessert out because you have to eat that and get out. And yeah. that's the nice part of Trails End is it's at your own pace. You could sit there all night if you want to. And that fried chicken. Yeah. That fried chicken is so good. All right. Uh, my uh, my selection is the Turf Club, the table service restaurant over at Saratoga Springs. Had dinner there a couple months ago, and I hadn't been there in a very long time. I was blown away by how good it was. Um, and I'm like, why do I never hear about this place? It is only open for dinner, and it is over in the golf club Area where they have you know their, their pro shop for their mm-hmm. golf course and everything. Um, great atmosphere, great service, great food. Thought the prices were really reasonable considering it was a table service, and it doesn't seem like it's really difficult to get reservations at. So um, you know, again, I'm basing this on one experience I had. And we're going to go back and we're going to do a review, a proper review of it. But I was impressed. I was impressed with this place. I thought the food was really, you know, not, you know, it was imaginative without being ridiculous. Nothing to, like, really scare you off or put you off. But enough that you realize that the kitchen actually put some thought into this. And I was happy with the quality, flavor, service, everything. I thought it was a really good restaurant. And I'm surprised that more people 
don't know about it, and I think this absolutely fits the bill of an underrated restaurant. But we'll go back and do a proper review of it and see if it actually holds up to that. Um, we've also picked honorable mentions. Um, I guess we could have just picked each pick two, but those were our top underrated ones. These we don't feel quite as strongly about. Um, although I will say I feel pretty strongly about mine. It does not eclipse Turf Club and underrated, but I don't feel it gets the love it deserves. And uh, that's the inner. I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. The intermission food court at All Star Movies. Um, I was really impressed with that. I was really impressed with the secret menu in particular that they have. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, we we went uh, into this in our. Seven Resorts in Seven Days series uh, a few weeks ago. Um, and we talked about the secret menu. You go to uh, one particular place in the food court, ask for the secret menu. They bring out a briefcase with uh, old school view masters. And when you look through the view master, uh, each slide is an item on the secret menu. And it was really cool and really good. And I thought just in general for food court food, intermission food court at all-star movies um, doesn't get, I don't think it gets the love it deserves, uh, in, in, in my opinion. So that's my choice. Steve, you also went with a food court, but at the different, uh, at the complete opposite end of the spectrum, yeah. Gasparilla Grill over at the Grand Floridian. Exactly. I think this location um, is one of the the best quick service locations on the fact that the inside of this restaurant to me looks like it in a month if they wanted to, to make this into a table service it could it's so beautiful in there to me that like the there's a lot of quick service places feel like cafeterias this does not this really feels like a restaurant and they actually um bring your number you get like a number after you buy your food and they bring your food out to you which i think just adds a tinch bit more of like service quality um and i've always enjoyed everything that i've had there food wise um and it's right next to the magic kingdom so if you're just hop on the monorail and you can go right in um if you're in the magic kingdom take the monorail get off the grand floridian and just hop back on the monorail so uh that's why that one almost beat out trails end but i think at the end of the day trails end has a little bit better food and uh, can't beat a buffet that's that cheap. So Right. Um, Rhino, mm-hmm. you went with... Uh, Yasaki. Yasaki over at Disney Springs. Uh, tell people what that is. It's this like... Um, I don't want to quite call it poke, but it is poke. It's like a, um, a kiosk that is fairly new. It's been there since um, the uh, the town center area of disney springs opened um but they do stuff like fresh ahi tuna there's shrimp uh beef salmon grilled chicken but you can make your like wraps these bowls and it's all like you know you can get it with like kale and cabbage and whatever build your own kind of thing and i just feel like it's it's located where like the wetzel's pretzels is and um where the harley davidson store used to be and like right outside of amc when you come out of the orange garage and i don't feel like people congregate over there because it's kind of like where the bridge goes it's like next to that bridge but off to the side so it's not really like none of the foot traffic is really circling through there but i like it because it's like quick easy and i feel like i don't feel terrible about myself when i eat it and it's also like not overly expensive but i feel like all the ingredients have been very fresh and i don't know i'm somebody that i like poke i like ahi tuna stuff like that so 
anytime there's an available anytime there's good versions of that i like to try it out all right and charles um you also went with a table service restaurant oh at a disney vacation club property mm-hmm. you said olivia's over at old key west i did and why is that um so i've only eaten there for lunch and it's yeah, it's not the priciest lunch on property, but it, it's also not the least expensive. But I've had good experiences every time I've been there, and it's usually been pretty dead inside. I don't hear people talk about Olivia's too much as far or as far as like a place to go or anything. Um, and you know, I I like the area. Um, I like the interior. It's nice and open. The service was great. Now, once again, that could be because we were the only people in there most of the times that I went there for lunch. But um, uh, the food was great. Um, I had an awesome experience. And I also do have to point out that, like, there's something uh, – there's a recent recent thing they, they started doing there that points out one of the awesome things about Disney Resorts uh, is they're offering a wine tasting there for DVC members now and when they announced that they mentioned that the, one of the themes to the wine tasting was going to be about the myth of the legendary Olivia Farnsworth the creator of Olivia's and that level of pointless theming really really <laughs> makes me happy and I'm, I'm not I'm not joking in the least bit like I never walked into Olivia's and thought like what's the theme here I really need to dig into the backstory of the legendary Olivia Farnsworth. But they do that. They have to theme everything really in depth. Um, and I don't know why that just makes me happy. But it's not good enough to make it to the top of my list. But uh, honorable mention, I figured it deserves that for lunch. So, All right. So there you have it. Our uh, most underrated restaurants at Walt Disney World. Uh, Trails End over at Fort Wilderness. Turf Club at Disney Saratoga Springs. Harambe Market at Animal Kingdom, Tangerine Cafe at Epcot. On the honorable mentions list, Gasparilla Grill at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort, the Intermission Food Court at All Star Movies, Olivia's at Old Key West, and Yasaki over at Disney Springs. And that will do it for this episode of the Disney Dining Show. We hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you again next week. Thanks for being with us, everyone. <laughs>